0: to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen.
1: Hey, I'm uh, doing about 20 things at once here. Excuse me. (coughs) Ah. There, I think. Hey, how you doing? It's July 3rd. Remember when Sophie was mayor and she used to, I guess for, did that I think it happened for a few years. She'd have the fireworks go off on July 3rd instead of the 4th (coughs) to save money because um, if it's July 4th, then all the support personnel, the police, security, all that kind of stuff get paid uh, double time, I think, right? Um, And so she thought, well, then let's do it on July 3rd. I think I'm remembering that right. Um, Well, this is our last show of the week. We're taking the whole weekend off to recover from the 4th of July tomorrow, which normally one doesn't have to recover from, but I suspect we will, uh, given what um, Donnie is uh, playing I mean, stop and think about it. Americans. Think of all the Fourth of July parades you've been to as a kid. From the time you were a kid, I'm remembering a lot. And they're just typically American. And you never saw a tank or a missile or the kind of military crapola that, you know, well, the Russians love and North Korea loves. It's not what we do, never have. When you're the, when you're the best, the biggest, the toughest nation on earth, you don't need to parade your weaponry around. Don't watch tomorrow. Don't watch him. Keep those ratings as low as they can go. MSNBC is not even going to air it live. Good for them. Well, headline, front page, New York Times today, squalor is the first word. Squalor. And that is a word employed not by Democrats seeing the detention centers with their own eyes. No, this is the wording, the verbiage of the Department of Homeland Security's own independent watchdog who was asked to go in take a look and did so over the course of the last uh, few weeks and they took uh, pictures this is the office of the Inspector General of the Department of Homeland Security and the pictures we have not seen before and if it doesn't look exactly like what we had been told actually worse the crowding the people standing cheek to jowl standing room only behind chain link fencing people in cages Children in cages on concrete floors. The Office of Inspector General says they encountered and they went to a number of facilities, some with children, some with just adults, and they found squalor, <clears throat> not enough food. Not enough sanitary, uh, access to no laundry facilities, access to no hot meals, no showers. People clamoring desperately to be let out, holding notes up against fencing and windows, screaming for help. I really, how can you celebrate the 4th of July tomorrow at all? It's a celebration of freedom. Squalor, pervasive in detention centers, is the headline, and the subhead is government report backs depictions by Democrats and so even though administration officials have been telling us that those Democrats were lying that things were fine yes we're overcrowded but things are fine people are being treated humanely you look at these pictures Just a few days ago, the head of Customs and Border Patrol called uh, the Democrats' uh, allegations unsubstantiated, called his facilities, and the facilities specifically in Clint, Texas, clean and well-managed. Lies, just extraordinarily bold lies. And thank God there is one, the Office of Inspector General is a part of our government that still apparently is functioning in the real world. Yesterday, doctors in Texas who have cared for some of these detainees, uh, specifically the children, said that they were surprised, having seen the pictures and the facilities, that more children haven't died. As far as we know, six have The doctor said children have had life saving medications taken from them. They have been released seriously ill. I, uh, I, uh this is not, um, a country I pledge allegiance to is not so uh later in the show we're going to have um uh, Ryan Dito on he he is uh a crack reporter, and he has uh, a passion for covering uh, immigration issues um, here in in Pittsburgh, and uh, he has a story out that um, is also extraordinary. Let's just give you the the first paragraph. Pennsylvania has the most aggressive immigration officers in the nation. A new report says that ICE agents here in Pennsylvania have carried out the highest percentage of arrests per undocumented immigrant of any state. They are rounding up people, left, right, and center. They're grabbing them out of their uh, where they are working. They're grabbing them out of their homes, out of schools. They're tricking them into showing up for a hearing or something uh, and and arresting them there. In terms of what's called community arrest, Pennsylvania is at the top of all states in the country. The next closest state is Arizona. And you know Arizona, understandably, has a... uh, probably a much larger population. But even there, they are not as conscientious grabbing people. And it's purely uh, because of what are called aggressive tactics used by ICE. So... I don't know, i'm a, we're gonna talk to Ryan about it. <clears throat> I wanna know, excuse me, <clears throat> what we can do. Um, i I saw oh, it didn't go through. I had mentioned during yesterday's show that um I had heard. Of a number of people being arrested at an ICE facility. Uh, But I wasn't clear where. But they were doing what um, I think more of us should be doing. And I saw a tweet, and this is from a woman, and she said, I have just been arrested. Um, She's one of the people. And they're all Jews with 17 other Jews. Uh, outside of the ICE detention facility in Boston. And they were there protesting the uh, inhumane, dehumanizing, abusive behavior of our government toward these desperate people. And we need to think about action that we can do because... To not take action is complicity, I believe. And I don't know about you, but I think a patriotic American in these times would be willing to be arrested. Would be willing to try to shut the machinery of this disgusting government down. Someone emailed me yesterday, accusing me yesterday of having um, having fomented insurrection. <laughs> Which, I guess, is what? Treason. And I would say this is how bad things have gotten. That people don't know that protest protest, defiant protest, is as American as apple pie and one of the things we should celebrate tomorrow on the 4th of July. Celebrate those first insurrectionists and protesters who had the courage that we seem to lack. Alright, sorry to be such a bummer, but uh I don't know how I, I don't know how you can be anything else but a bummer. I'm sorry. I wanna point something else out too. I think the New York Times did a piece uh on it the other day and it was um it's been mentioned before, but I, I just really wanna underscore it uh when we're talking about uh, using our, uh, our right to vote as a means of protest and of ridding ourselves of these deplorable, repulsive people who have taken our government over and are remaking our country. Um, it would not be enough... To elect a Democrat to the White House if we do not also take the Senate. Because let us remind ourselves of who now controls the Senate, and I don't mean just Republicans, I mean Mitch McConnell. And he has shut that body down, he doesn't take up legislation. He, The only thing he does is continue to pack the federal courts with, often, people who are not qualified, but they're qualified politically. And they're wet behind the ears. They're young, so they'll be there the rest of our lives. Democrats will be able to do nothing. A Democratic president will be able to do nothing if we don't control the Senate. And um, to control the Senate, Democrats need to pick up four, four seats, four. It's not clear that we'll be able to do that. And, and one, of the, one of the things that has happened, which just makes me crazy, is that all those wannabe presidents, those 20-plus people who are clogging the uh, debate stages, among those people are probably strong Senate cap. Uh, candidates, as well as senators. But they're not running for the Senate. Beto O'Rourke, for instance, he's not going to be the president of the United States. It'd be better if he'd try the Senate in what will be a huge Democratic turnout national election. And it would be better if Beto O'Rourke, rather than losing, in this presidential race, were to spend his attention, time, and energy trying to get a seat in the U.S. Senate. And the same could be said of John Hickenlooper, who could win. He was a popular governor. He could win a Senate seat, but he's not running. The same is true of the other governors that are in the race if there is a Senate race. There's Hickenlooper in Colorado. There's um, Steve Bullock in uh, Montana. And they're not running where they should. Stacey Abrams, who could have run in uh, Georgia, said no. If we don't put our best people out there trying to take these Senate seats, then what is the point of electing a Democrat to the White House who will not be able to see any of his or her agenda realized? I'm just saying. Uh. Bob and Braddock writes, (coughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm really, I um, had an allergic reaction last night that just, it actually scared me, I mean, I was sleeping, it woke me up, and I could hardly breathe, and it was an asthma, my throat was closing up, I don't know, and I'm still a little uh, not right. Forgive me. I mean, I know I often hack and cough a lot, but this this is different today. Bob and Braddock writes, heads up on CNN not airing Trump's 4th of July. They're not either? I know MSNBC is not. I wasn't aware that CNN wasn't. Um, Trump apparently tweeted that this morning. Uh Ironically, CNN plans to air a special report on white nationalism. What? That's good. Let's. Uh, this is Politico reporting. <clears throat> MSNBC will not carry uh, his salute to America. <clears throat> Fox, of course, is. C SPAN is. Uh, CNN will, it's not clear if I see this correctly. ABC will put it on its streaming channel and will provide local stations with a feed, which is pretty much the same thing that uh, NBC is apparently doing. Um... You know, there's going to be a lot of uh, you know, Trump supporters there, and I imagine there's going to be protesters, and I'm frankly uh, worrying about violence. Um, now, D.C. police, and given that he's there, the Secret Service will, I'm sure, I don't know, I'm not sure, uh, be able to prevent it, but I, I don't know. Uh, Jonathan writes, this is the first 4th of July in my memory that I cannot wish people a happy 4th or happy Independence Day where I used to feel joy and pride even early in Trump's administration for our great nation. Now I feel sadness and dismay. Children and adults in less than zoo-like Conditions. Yeah, go to the Humane, uh, you know, uh, the Animal Rescue League, the Humane Society, and you will see better conditions for those animals than we're providing for fellow human beings. It is as un-American, the way I understand what America means, as it can be. As are the tanks and the show that this horrifying president is going to put on tomorrow. And Jonathan can't believe it either, either, he says. On our shores in America, and tanks on our streets... I can't feel joy or pride in America because it doesn't feel like my America. That's right. It's not. It's not mine either. This one I will... uh, This one I will fight. This one I will fight. I will not defend this America. Uh Uh-uh. I want the America of my... What I remember, and granted, uh, uh, hardly a perfect union, hardly a perfect nation. We know that. But we tried. Enough of us tried. It seems we moved forward. Tried. So Jonathan says, I am not going to celebrate tomorrow. I'm going to reminisce about what we were Think with hope about what many, many of us still are and recommit to doing everything I can to do my little part in restoring America so I can go back to celebrating the 4th of July in the future. It's beautifully said. Thank you. As long as we're, I am mean, this is not going to be a happy show. I can't, I can't, uh, there is, why should we uh, have a happy show when we know what's happening in our own country? Let me tell you something else that's happening. <coughs> God damn it. Mm, excuse me. I don't know if you saw this, but this story is. I wish I could say it's mind-blowing and here again it's about people in power abusing their power extraordinarily this is about a judge in new jersey and it took i believe two almost two years to overthrow what this judge did. I'm just going to read, because I, I, I can't paraphrase this, I'm just going to read this report. It's extraordinary. The 16-year-old girl was visibly intoxicated. Her speech slurred when a drunk 16-year-old boy Sexually assaulted her in a dark basement <coughs> in New Jersey during a party. <coughs> the boy filmed himself penetrating her from behind, her torso exposed, her head hanging down. He later sh- shared the video. Among his friends, and sent a text that said, When your first time having sex is rape. The judge who got this case said it wasn't rape, he even wondered if it was sexual assault. He said, uh, do I even have it here? He said, rape is something, you know, that's like two guys holding a knife or a gun on a woman. Two guys she doesn't know and then beating her up. That's what rape is. And then this judge said that the boy was from a good family must have been white that he attended an excellent school that he had terrific grades that he was an eagle scout and so the, pro- the judge said that the prosecutors were way too aggressive in this case. That the prosecutors should have explained to the girl and to her family that pressing charges of rape would destroy the boy's life. So the judge denied prosecutor's motion to try the 16-year-old as an adult. The judge went on to say he is clearly a candidate for not just college, but probably for a good college. An appeals court, finally has turned all of that upside down and scathingly rebuked this jerk um okay Ry- ryan ryan's trying to get in <laughs> hi hello hello grab a seat yeah. You're going to have to talk more than me because I'm my voice is really... Okay, that's fine. Really that's not a problem for me. I know it's not. <laughs> I got the right guy. I didn't even know I was going to be in this shape. Um, well, we started the show talking about um, the uh, conditions that we now know exist in these camps because yes. of the inspector general's yes. uh, report and okay. photographs. Okay. The photographs more astonishing than I think any. We're talking uh, about
0: the border border patrol facilities. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Extraordinary. It really is. Like, uh, it's definitely one of those things that I hope people just just look at what's happening. You know, one of those things. Um, whether or not people, uh, politicians on uh, both sides are are, um, you know, parroting their messaging. Um, I think it's just important to really just to look at the at the thing, especially the inspector general, right? Because that's uh, Trump's office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's
1: actually a part of our government that functioned. Yeah. Um yeah. I, 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 as it should. Yeah. Um but so you looked into um where is it? Where is it's it? Up I should higher. keep it's going. Higher. No. It's higher. Yeah, I just you passed it actually. I had it. Yeah, before. One more. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> ah, ah, <laughs> thank you. Uh-huh. Nothing much is working <laughs> with me today. Okay. So this is mind blowing. Pennsylvania has the most aggressive
0: ice, ice agents in the yeah. in the country. Yes, and um, just just to, uh, a sort of base off too. Um, there's there's basically two immigration. Departments in the country right there's border patrol, which is where the camps are, and then there's ice, which is the interior immigration office that doesn't that doesn 't cover the border basically and covers everything else inside the country in terms of um, enforcing immigration laws on immigrants so um, we don't really have a border patrol uh, presence in pennsylvania we we are near enough to the border that border patrol can um, function here, like near Erie and even actually all the way down to Pittsburgh. Uh, it's like 100 miles from the border. But um, most of our immigration uh, things are, are, Ice. are through ICE. yeah.
1: ICE and uh, aided in any way by local police or state police? A lot,
0: actually. <laughs> I think that's... Uh-huh. So um, just to, I guess, to give context of what is happening is in terms of us having the most aggressive agents, we don't have even close to the most amount of undocumented immigrants. No, I mean, not at all. We're very middle of the road in the state. In Pittsburgh, we have the, actually, we have the fewest of any large metro area. Correct. Um, Philadelphia has more, but still not to a level that you see in Texas or Arizona or Florida or California or New York. And um, so we're not having the most arrest, but per the percentage of immigrants that we have, we have by far the most aggressive acting agents, and especially arrests, where ICE is individually going into neighborhoods and taking people, basically. It, they're, they're, they're going into people's homes, they're going into people's places of work, they're waiting for people outside of courts, you know, after they have their immigration hearing or something, or after they have their, um, after, even undocumented immigrants that are um, I guess, brave enough, or maybe not brave is not the right word, but um, are, are compelled enough to go meet with immigration officials to maybe try to settle how they can get naturalized or something like that. ICE is waiting out there for people and taking them and then detaining them and possibly deporting them. So I think that's something that's really stark about Pennsylvania is that Um, I think we had 25 per 100,000 undocumented immigrants of these community arrests. The next closest state was 11. So, like, we're talking about very, very aggressive ICE agents. And there's been previous reporting than from what I reported, which was really just on a study by the Philly Inquirer and by ProPublica ProPublica. that shows how aggressive they are. They take people who are marrying American citizens. Like, they take people who... Who are are non criminals? You know, I think of my, I'm f- well. T-
1: let's talk about the yeah. the one case that I know really, yeah. uh, you know, touched. You, how could it not yeah. touch you? Yeah. And didn't get the. I mean, other than our pa- uh, city paper, yeah. I don't know. That We're talking about it, Martine yes, we are. yeah. So,
0: yes. So um, Martine Escabel Hernandez was an undocumented immigrant that I wrote about a couple years ago broke the story of basically this guy who was a community advocate who had volunteered for various organizations in the thing he had no um local criminal record he had an american born son he had kids that qualify for daca um he he was widely respected Yeah, yeah I I, mean, everybody everybody i, I talked I,
1: to everybody loved this
0: guy yes and he was hard working he was, he was picked up, and after a alleged traffic stop where he had rolled a stoplight, allegedly, um, a stop sign, I should say, and um, Mount Lebanon police um, turned him in, basically. They initially denied that to me when I first did my reporting, but later, when the court documents came out, said that a Mount Lebanon police officer, maybe not the police in general, but the, a, 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 a police officer that worked there contacted ICE, and that tipped them off, and then that's when they set out to detain and eventually deport Martine Esquivel. And I think his story really is emblematic of what we're talking about here. What we're talking about of the aggressive tactics in our state of ICE. Some people might celebrate that because they just don't think that undocumented immigrants should exist in America, um, but they do, and there's millions of them, and they pay taxes and they they commit less crimes and
1: they do i mean native born folks like us yeah.
0: are the ones who do
1: by far the most crime
0: yeah the there's a study from the Cato Institute which is actually a libertarian <laughs> yes, That's, that's um, a, not, not study. a liberal it's not a liberal study it's a libertarian thing that showed that um, undocumented immigrants actually commit less crimes far less crimes than native born populations so it, it it really is stark when we see how many numbers we're talking about in terms of, I mean, 25 for every 1,000 immigrants. If you're talking about a neighborhood that has 1,000 people, like, I don't know, let's say like Beachview. Beachview could have 1,000 undocumented immigrants. I don't know. It's impossible to, like, um, you know, pare it down. You're talking about 25 people out of 1,000. That's crazy. That's like a high school class. That's like taking a whole English class. Like just taking them. <laughs> like, and what happens to them? Well, they um get detained. They're usually sent to Are they uh, put in a jail here? Yes. Uh, so Beaver County Jail um actually uh, has a contract with ICE that um they openly accept uh um ice detainees without warrants.
1: Allegheny doesn't?
0: Allegheny um will gives allows access to ICE to go into the jail. Um there was a a a report that i mentioned in my article that shows i think like 14 or 11 uh county jails in pennsylvania say that they do this i would assume that it's actually more i don't know how many of them actually totally deny access i think maybe philadelphia does um so um i i'm i'm not sure if allegheny county can say we won't even allow you access they might be able to i don't well, know well i thought
1: uh, the city is said to be a sanctuary city, are we not? And the mayor well, seems yeah, to suggest Yeah, this is where it's that. like, it's
0: so confusing. These First of all, these words are so loaded, and they're used by conservative politicians all the time to stoke fear into what it is. A sanctuary city is many things. One of the things it is is basically a jail that just does not allow ICE to hold detainees without a warrant signed by a judge. That is the mo- That is most of the jails in Pennsylvania. There's a few, like Beaver, like Cambria County, that don't do that. Erie County, I believe, too. Um, but most jails don't do that. That is because of a lawsuit that happened in Allentown when um, the Lehigh County Jail held a U.S. citizen for three days under the assumption that he was a undocumented immigrant. That U.S. citizen then sued uh lehigh county allentown the federal government won a ton of money over like a hundred thousand dollars or something i think the
1: aclu represented
0: yes it. and 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 then so a bunch of jails in pennsylvania said oh we better not do this and then the right um you know ring you know media machine was basically like look at all these sanctuary cities and it's like you're not being honest in how they're um how they're portraying these things and then other cities like pittsburgh um. Sure, you could you could claim us a sanctuary city, but our policy is basically one in which our uh Pittsburgh's officers do not initiate contact with ICE. They don't call ICE.
1: Like the Mount Lebanon cop, like did. the Mount
0: Lebanon cop did. Exactly. Like so there's a written policy that says you don't initiate contact with ICE. And if you do, you might get in trouble. But that's it. It's not actually like a legal thing. It's like you might get in trouble from your boss, basically. Maybe you'll get fired, but maybe not. I don't know. And and so that's what Pittsburgh's policy is. But they still they still can communicate with ICE if ICE reaches out Well, look, a cop who wants to can just do an
1: anonymous tip to ICE. 100%. A, I mean,
0: that's why this whole sanctuary city thing is total garbage, and it's a total um, fear-mongering campaign on the right. And it's really frustrating because our senator, Senator Pat Toomey, has been one of the leading people that have been trying to get a bill passed that would outlaw sanctuary cities. And it's really frustrating because he never talks to anybody that would actually ask him hard questions on these things. And he only goes... I'm very upset about this, actually. And and, and, and he only goes to the right-wing media to basically be like, I'm reintroducing my bill. And it's like, yo, have an interview with somebody who actually knows what they're talking so about. So
1: he, he won't talk to you? No,
0: one time I talked to him about it when he was running for office and he yelled at me. And we got in this big fight, basically. like, um, Even though I was the only one asking him about not Trump. And uh, so... Um, yes, I would, uh, Senator Pat Toomey or people's people, <laughs> if you want to have an interview with me about the Sanctuary City Bill, I would love that. Um, anyway, so, um, back to where we stand in Pennsylvania, um, this is a combination of things. It's not only the ICE office here being incredibly aggressive in taking, um, people so aggressive that the, after the Pope. ProPublica and Philly Inquirer stories came out, the Pennsylvania state troopers um, basically passed a new rule where they basically kind of do what Pittsburgh does, and right. they don't initiate contact with ICE unless there's a warrant. Possibly, um, yeah. And so, but there's also there's also nothing that, um, uh, the guidelines are still iffy on like whether or not there's punishment if you do, whether or not these things. So um, immigrant groups are still trying to get that law to, or, or that policy to be um, more rigid, and it's not. So, but again, when that happened, the right, like Martina White, a state rep from Philly, who's a conservative rep, um, and a bunch of other people, like, made a huge fuss about it. And basically, they're like, we're a sanctuary state. And again, they're not operating in good faith. They never do on this issue, because it's their signature campaign issue. And it's, it's, it's really frustrating, because at the same time, we're talking about, basically, terrifying a lot of these communities, and well, this is the ones, communities, that we need to grow the population. It's the only thing that's growing the population in the state. This city
1: it has the fewest immigrants, right, of any...
0: Yes. We have the fewest, of un- any we have fewest undocumented immigrants. We also, I believe, have the fewest, fewest immigrants. Um, immigrants of of any large metro area.
1: Right, and so we're not growing, by the way.
0: No, the only places that are growing... Are Butler County, and that's mostly because a lot of people are a lot of people in the area are just moving to Butler County because there's a lot of new housing development up in Cranberry, and um, but Westmoreland County, Washington County, well that's that one's on the fence. That's kind of like Cranberry too, where people like moving to Cannonsburg because there's a lot of new housing development. But Beaver, Westmoreland, Fayette, Allegheny, we're still shrinking. And the only way in America that places are actually growing is because of immigration. Immigration. And if we're basically saying,
1: and also we're old, we're the oldest. Oldest. Yeah. Wrote about that. Oldest. We're the whitest. Oldest, yeah, whitest yeah. And let me tell you, that doesn't bode well for the future. Yes. Uh, and like again, hello. this isn't
0: this isn't like a this isn't a. Um, signaling like, oh, it's bad to be old and white. It's definitely not bad to be old and white. You know, I'm going to be old and white eventually, hopefully. Uh, I'm old (laughs) and white. (laughs) And so I just think that, like, but if we're actually talking about our region growing in the economic way that so many leaders talk about... Old and white ain't the way to do it. Exactly. It has to go through... International migration, immigration, and a good way to signal to immigrants that we're a welcoming place is not to deport all of all, all the people that maybe overstayed their visa. Exactly. You so know? this
1: aggra- these aggressive tactics by ICE here in Pennsylvania. You think uh, I call them all refugees? I mean, you sure. think these people don't talk to each other? I mean, they one hundred percent do. Uh, those are those so are most they the people they're talking to. That's right. So they wouldn't say, "Hey, you got to come up here." There's, the Pittsburgh so yeah there's cuz they let us they let us work and you're not in fear and your yes. kids can go to school yes. and you can and you, that's how. And why could, wouldn't we want people, these good people, with their family?
0: They send what, their kids what? to public schools, so they grow our school population, which is also really important. That's tied to property taxes, which is really important. If you shrink the school population, oh, like yeah. many places in Beaver County, Beaver County has had to raise their property taxes over and over again because their schools are shrinking.
1: And let us explain the vast ninety-nine percent of the hardworking law-abiding.
0: Higher percentages than the native population. So what do you have to fear? Nothing. What? You know?
1: Well, unless you're...
0: Yes, and that's why Unless we have, we, we, we a, have serious uh, race, racism, racism problems in our region. And I have been beating my drum, at least on Twitter, trying to get people to realize. I know. I mean, a lot of people do realize it, but we need our leaders basically to stand up and basically confront this head on. Yeah, and and instead, we just, we just kind of go, oh, we're going to be fine. And like, no, we're not. Even if we bring in more, we're having success in bringing in tech into yeah. the area right we're gonna bring in more people with natural gas which i know a lot of people are upset about including myself but um that's how it is that is not a permanent solution to growing the population one a lot of those natural gas workers are going to come from maryland and texas that's and wherever, right and they're going to move right. in work a lot and then move out uh and then the tech thing is also good it, it is definitely good to have more jobs and to have a different kind of economy than we than we did but tech cities are experiencing a terrible inequality <laughs> and like yes, San Francisco, exactly. my, my, you know, my home, um, you know, where I grew up, like has terrible inequality. I have friends who have work at Apple who can't afford to buy a house. Like what's going on? Like, do we want that for our city? How we want to grow our city. And I really think that maybe I'm making too much of a case of this, but I really think that ice, um, aggressive tactics are something that people need to realize are intertwined into everything.
1: That's right. If why would anybody come here if they've got to be looking over their shoulders all the, all the time? And, and, and
0: I think you made a really good point that like immigrants, how immigrants community grow are through are through word of mouth. Come here, yes. This
1: is that's how it works. Yes,
0: because okay. they're not reading Mayor Peduto's welcoming initiative. <laughs> <Just> like, Shocking. <laughs> like. You know, so they're just waiting for their friends and family that live in another area to say, hey, this place is pretty nice. This 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 people are nice to us here. Like we can if we can find jobs, we we can send our kids to school, we can go to church, we can do all these things. And um the more that we can do that, the more we'll become like these other immigrant hubs like Chicago or like Miami or like Los Angeles, New York, that have that growth and so i guess we have to ask ourselves a question do we want to grow our population or not do we seriously want to i think if you ask most people on the street they'd say yes absolutely but then if you confront them with these other things with our inequality with our immigration tactics with our race general racism towards african-americans yep. um if if you don't confront them with that it's like it's not going to happen black people are leaving the city you know um, the only people that maybe are moving are, like, rich white people that are either going to, like, uh, work in tech or going to uh, frack for a bit and then leave. We need sustaining people to stay here, and immigrants who start families is probably a pretty good way. That is literally the history of this city already. It so. is the history of this country, <laughs> yeah.
1: these hardworking, desperate, yeah. uh, courageous people. Yeah. I, um, Met Sorry, I was talking a little bit. No, <laughs> I met a woman. I had a manicure yesterday, and the manicurist was um, Chinese, mm-hmm. and she started talking to me. Yeah. And what she told me so upset me that I, I mean, I, I, just, I left almost in tears. What did she say? She is, she has been here for four years. She is, speaks, her English is incredibly good. She's is married to a nice Jewish man that she met in Squirrel Hill. She hasn't seen her son in... She has a five-year-old boy who's in China. Okay. And she can't get him here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's tragic.
1: I said, so you're another mother separated from your child by our immigration policies, and you're married to an American citizen, and you are gainfully employed, and she's wor- she's working like heck to get her...
0: Oh, it's going to take forever.
1: And they're just, every, yeah. which, everywhere she goes, she's just bumping into closed doors. Yeah. And she talks to her son once a week, and he said, I mean, how do you explain to a father? She tells me how she tries to explain to him. She hasn't seen him in three years. She's afraid to go see him because she is afraid she won't be able to get back into the country. Yeah,
0: she probably won't. Um,
1: So even thought it used to be if you were married to an American.
0: That makes it a little bit easier, but it's still a really long process, especially if you... Um, Overstay your visa or if you so so there's right there's the k1 visa which is like kind of famous because there's that tv show about it um, yeah. 90 day fiance <laughs> if anybody watches that um anyway but that so that's one of the that's one of the easiest ways because you basically but you have to apply from that from out of the country and then you have to go through this process which takes a little bit of time but once you're then you have 90 days to come to america and then get married and then once you're married you're fine you're, you 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 get a green card and then you're on your path to citizenship. She's it, still trying to get her green card. And so so but so what? there I don't know I mean well I don't you know. don't know that specific case yeah but 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 but, but a lot of I'm times like if you overstay your visa or something like that then it's like a violation and then with the again with how aggressive ICE is acting under President Trump then they don't care they don't discriminate against that stuff and I if anyone's listening that is questionable about immigration stuff. There's this idea like, how do we fix it? How do we fix it? I want to say this in the most stark terms. The Republicans don't want to fix it. It is their signature campaign issue. They want you to be frustrated by it. They want you to be upset because that's what they campaign on. They had a chance to fix it when they had a trifecta in 2017. They could have done it. It's their they signature not. issue. They need it's their to signature it, issue. They need to keep they it. They need to keep it convoluted. Right. They need to right. keep it hard because one, their most far right base, not all Republicans, hashtag not all Republicans, um, don't, don't, don't believe that, don't want to just deport everybody. But there's a far right base that does. That does. That literally just right. believes that every single undocumented immigrant needs to leave. And. That's not most of them. They, I think they, they probably even feel that way about DACA. Um, you know, what would people, happen? People I mean, here.
1: let's talk about what would happen to the economy. if
0: It would be devastating. There's papers about it. Like, there's tons of papers that have written that if you got rid of all these people, it would just be like trillions of dollars lost, basically. It would be devastating to our economy if that if – if the economic thing uh, matters, it would be devastating to local communities. Yeah. Could you imagine all the towns where immigrants have based... Philadelphia, the only reason Philadelphia has gained population again, you can talk to politicians from Philadelphia talk about this a lot, like, it's because of immigration. If they just stripped all the immigrants from there and, and the undocumented immigrants too, you're talking about communities that finally rebounded that will just go back to being desolate. Think and of
1: all the jobs these people do. Think of all the businesses that literally wouldn't, would would... Immigrants,
0: Fold. immigrants also have a more entrepreneur, un, entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit, and they actually start businesses at higher rates than native-born Americans. <laughs> oh so, if, like that's one of Pennsylvania's biggest problems is basically filling in um, their business districts. They have they have tens of thousands of business districts in Pennsylvania, which I think is one of its coolest things is that they all have these little towns where there's bakeries and there's banks and there's uh, all all this stuff, and. Immigrants are the ones that would fill that in, basically, they do. at higher rates than native-born. Native-borns also do, too, and it's great. But immigrants would do it at higher rates. They would reestablish these businesses, again, like they used to be. Like they when used to it do. Was.
1: Like my grandfather did. Like I, wrote, yeah. I, mean,
0: I wrote about Ford City a couple of years ago. And, like, Ford City is a company town that's on the Allegheny River. It's up in Armstrong County. It's the birthplace of, uh, uh, it's the birthplace of PPG. It's where the first plate glass factory was. The workers there, they were immigrants. They were German, Italian, Slovak, and there were also some African Americans from the South that came up there too that basically started their communities, filled out the business district, went to work for PPG, and now the co- the town is falling apart, is dying. They can't replace it with anything, and I just think these communities need to think about how they're going to replace their towns or they're going to let them die. Um and I think when we come in and we applaud ICE for taking all these immigrants away, you're never gonna see those kind of towns come back. No. Yeah, you're gonna see Cranberry do fine because oh. that's basically just like it's just um, rich white and maybe even black, but like like rich native-born Americans that are are. are there's no blacks. i uh, there. well, there's are not a lot. kidding there's me. There's not a lot, but there's some. And, <laughs> and
1: maybe, yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm Heinz World's sorry. got a restaurant up there. Yeah. Um, Come on.
0: But uh, so um, m- moving like, up there into like nice suburban areas. But if you're talking about revitalizing towns like Manassas, like Ambridge, like Ford City, like Braddock, like McKeesport, you're gonna need you're gonna need some population growth, and rich people are not moving to those towns. Um,
1: so. I, I saw that a group of um, of people tried to shut down an ICE facility in Boston mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. Okay. It was, actually, it's a group of uh,
0: Jews. Okay. Who were saying, never Yeah, the Jews have been never just super progressive on this stuff yeah, the well, pff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, including here in Pittsburgh. And they too. were arrested. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there
1: were 17 Jews arrested trying to block an ICE facility oh, yeah, in Boston. Oh, I think Boston. I saw that too, yeah. Okay. What can... People like me and a lot of people in my I got an email the other day from someone saying, "What organize us. Yeah. What can we do? Yeah, is there what? Sh- I oh, mean, I, got I, it.
0: I know, I not, I know what we need to do. Well, and, tell and, okay, to, I'm what a, what
1: is a reporter? Would you like to cover? Well,
0: I'm a I'm I'm a I'm an advocate reporter, so I'm just going to be Go frank ahead. that that this is an advocacy issue. Um there are towns in allegheny county that actively work with ice castle shannon in my report shows that castle shannon actively has a has a written down plan that authorizes officers to contact ice when they're suspicious of somebody and they'll basically contact and Wait, say. Wait, suspicious? Uh, you mean yeah. they see a brown
1: person walking? Well, out? that's
0: that's one of the concerns that a lot of advocates and the, and that the ACLU have is that this can lead to racial profiling if you have these things, which is unconstitutional. And so, like I would say, the local advocacy go to Castle Shannon. Those, those elected officials choose who the police officer, who the police, they have control over the over the share, over their police office, basically. Usually it's mayors. I'm not exactly sure. It's either mayors or council that has controls over municipal police departments. They're the ones that could put pressure that could actually say you can't do this or like you have to change your policy. They can do that. They have the authority over it. I've always wondered why Mount Lebanon didn't declare itself a so-called sanctuary Sanctuary City, city. Because one, there's four Dems to one Republican on their on their council. Most of them are pretty progressive. Um, Mount Lebanon is an incredibly high Democratic supporting area, and yet their officers are literally actively working with ICE. Like, there's proof. There's proof in my reporting. Why aren't you telling the sheriff, don't do this? Like, we don't believe this is right. You could go to every single police department in our area that is basically not Pittsburgh, and just ask ask them how they contact with ICE. Maybe they don't have a policy. Maybe you want their borough councils to pass a policy that says you don't contact ICE unless they have a criminal warrant. And so signed Where by is, a judge.
1: Okay, <laughs> Where is ICE um, – they have a facility where, where if we would want to, like, just picket ICE or so, yeah, something there, like that. There's
0: been some protests of right. ICE outside their facility in the south side. South side. Um, uh, ben the Ark is a Jewish organization that has that led a lot of them. Casa San Jose, which I mentioned in my story, is a big immigrant rights organization. I think that's a good place to start, but I would love, personally, as a reporter as well, I, I'll report it in a heartbeat. Um, going after the People going in... I think Mount Lebanon is a is a is a really interesting place to start. I think Dormont. I think um, a lot of these very liberal, democratic areas have police departments that are actively wanting to work with ICE.
1: How do we show that that's what's happening?
0: It's Dormont? hard. So um, in my in my story, there's a link to a um, Temple University study that. They basically sent out right to know requests to a bunch of towns in western Pennsylvania and asked them for their policies. The only one that really responded was, um, uh, was, uh, you know, Castle Shannon. Well, that actually had a written policy because there was a right to know request, so they had to give it to them. And, um, so Castle Shannon, we know definitely has a written policy, but these other ones don't have any policy. In fact, I'm just going to pull it up right now and I'll just list it off. Um, So, so they don't have policies. Pittsburgh is the only city I believe in Allegheny County, at least that's been proven, that has a written policy that says you do not initiate contact with ICE. They can contact us, and we will respond. I believe if they have like, uh, if they have the goods, if they have a criminal warrant signed by a judge, um, and then they could even, press a, you could even pressure Allegheny County. Maybe they like, maybe we need a pressure campaign that sees. If Allegheny County Jail can withhold all contact with ICE, it says you can't even come to the jail because of, of these reasons. I'm not sure about that. That's something that that um, I'm sure the county executive would say. But if, but again, we need we need experts to figure this stuff out too. I, That's, I, right. yeah. I can't I can't solve all these things. But <laughs> I can't solve uh, all these things. Well,
1: why not? <laughs> I know. Uh, um, wait,
0: wait, wait i'm just i really want to list them off okay okay so here we so, go so so these so, are so here here so the temple study temple and a group called juntos in philadelphia which is an immigrant rights group did a study and they sent right to know requests to these departments and these departments basically said um we don't have anything written which means that they could have policies that could limit contact with ice Dormont, castle shannon one has one that actually does uh uh, Fox Chapel, um, Green Tree, uh, Monroeville, Moon, Mount Lebanon, Mount Oliver, Ross, uh, West Mifflin. Those are the those are the those are the people, those are the departments that this study reached out to with a right to know request that asked if they had policies. They basically don't, except for Castle Shannon which has a policy that actually wants to work with ICE. So these these could be places that should be pressured to go to, say, to go to their borough council meeting. And this is one of the things that's like so complicated about American government. And I totally get that people don't understand it. But we have so many little forms of government, especially in Pennsylvania, one of the most. Oh. And, and so the way to do it isn't to, isn't to contact Mike Doyle. That's not the way to do it because he can try to introduce a bill or something like that. You have to go to the local... You have to go to the local things in the way that Pittsburgh has passed something. If you go to your Dormont borough meeting... And you go, hey, borough council, which is probably like five people you don't even know. And
1: but if you're not, I mean, ideal, I mean, you should be a citizen of Dormont. I mean, it it yes, you be can a, be a citizen, but you shouldn't also be an outside agitator. Sure, but yeah. you could be. You it's could not be. like
0: all those people that protested, you know, Peduto's gun bill, they didn't live in the city. We know they didn't live in the city. They still came here and made a fuss. You're okay. allowed to do that. But yes, it would be better if you had Dormont citizens, yeah. it would be better if you had Mount Lebanon citizens when you. You went to those things. It's better to be like, I'm from Mount Lebanon. One, I think sometimes to actually speak at borough council yeah. meetings, you need to be right. a resident. But that doesn't mean you can't hold a protest outside their office. It doesn't right. mean that you can't do things like that to, to garner things. So maybe there are groups in Pittsburgh that you know, immig- you know, that advocate for immigration, and they can rally people in their respective boroughs to, to uh, change change some of these things. Well, thank you. Yeah,
1: Thanks for all the work you do. Oh, thanks. And your passion. <laughs> thank you. And, um, and thank you guys for being there. And uh, we're not celebrating the 4th of July tomorrow because because okay <laughs> this ain't the country that we're celebrating yeah, anymore. It, it and hasn't been a good week for... Uh, no. Uh, yeah. and, and don't watch. Keep his ratings down. Don't watch. Please do everything you can including, I hope, if you live in any of those communities, get serious about this. Okay? Do something. You'll feel good. I'll see you Monday. Great. Thanks.
0: Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host, and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.